Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are the final two. And today we have a very special guest in MLS soccer star, Nikosi Burgess. Yes, sir. Nikosi, <laughs> baby, from my hometown. Man, someone definitely, definitely on the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of Deer Park, without a doubt. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Mount Rushmore of Deer Park, honestly. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Who would you put on Deer Park's Mount Rushmore, to be honest? Hmm. That's a good uh, question right there. Coach is definitely up there. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't thought about this. I don't know who you putting up there. Throw some names up. Who, who I, you I, would up say, there? I would say you, Nick Fenton. Um, okay. Ooh, ah, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Let's see if I, I would think of more names as we... I think you got you to put Aaron Edmead up there. I... And me, I never you really. Put, saw him you got I never saw him play, so I wouldn't know. Oh, so definitely nah, gotta put him up there. You, uh, yeah, I, I think you gotta put him in there. No, I don't know, but hey, that's nice. I hope they build it one day. That'll be. <laughs> I'll come back and see it. I'm glad. Gladly. So what's up, Coach? Man, tell me, where did you even start with soccer, man? Where did the passion? Because I know you're Jamaican, so where did that passion come from? Was it from that? Uh, nah. So my stepdad, uh, he was born in Argentina. Uh, mm. half Argentinian, half Spanish. Um, so he kind of just threw me into it at an early age. I was doing a little bit of that. He played like lacrosse, um, soccer, just, just a, did a bunch of sports. I think he tried to play football too and maybe some other stuff, but he was just very active. And then he just kind of threw me into soccer. That was what everybody was doing. I mean, I was living on, you'll know this, Nichols, and then right up the block was Homer. And that's where everybody was playing their intramural soccer. And they were like, yeah, well, Get him to do something, have him run around. I had a lot of energy. So I was very, very <laughs> active. So there was like, yeah, get him running around outside of the house. We didn't have the biggest house. So like, yeah, just get him doing something. So I started playing soccer and I don't know. I mean, yeah, fast forward, fast forward. Yeah, here we are. But um, yeah, I started at an early age, probably four, four or five. Uh, stuck with it. I don't really remember when I was like, yeah, I really want to do this later yeah. on in life or forever. But it was there a certain seem... athlete? Was there a certain athlete that like stuck out to you? Like say like if you were like a young age, you were just watching him on TV. Was there a certain person that stuck out? Yeah, it was a hundred percent Ronaldinho. Like he's mm. uh, he's in soccer, he's just the guy. Yeah, Legends. just because like he's incredible at soccer, but like all of that aside, he's just uh, he's just out there having fun, and that's just like that's what I've really been trying to do at a young, since a young age. Just like yeah. This is what I'm, I'm actually enjoying this. this is, it doesn't really feel like a task. This is, just a, this is just a fun time. I get to move around, get to dance with the ball, dance with people, <laughs> and have to make some friends. I'm like, this is, this is just a fun time. There's frustrating moments, but mm. it's going to be in every aspect of life. So it's just something is, I enjoy. Isn't it crazy with sports? Like, as much as you love it, they frustrate the hell out of us. Like, oh, yeah, they'll do that. Yeah. Man, what's... That's what's, how you know you care. That's, that's a fact. Man, you see, I mean, the baseball... Out of ten at bats, if you hit if you hit the ball three times, you're a Hall of Famer. Think about that. So like, that's it's most of the time you're failing. How is failure to you? How does what's the toughest part about soccer? You feel like toughest part about soccer? It's a good question. I suppose it could probably just be the uh, I think the the tiniest of tiniest of details could just cause your team to actually lose a game in terms of where I'm in a position that I'm in, if uh, I have a mental lapse for a moment, I could either slip or I could just not check my shoulder and the striker could be coming on onto my back and then just steal the ball and score. I could be at the top of the box. I'm the last defender. And then you could lose a game 1-0 like that. So it's like you really 100%, even though you're not always active, you have to be thinking at full capacity all the time or you'll, or you'll just get caught lacking. And, I would – so does is there a lot of mind that goes through when playing soccer? Do you think a lot? Because I know in baseball, when we're sitting around, it's like there's a lot of thought in mind. Like even though it's you know it's reaction when you're swinging a bat, but when we're waiting for a pitch to be thrown, our mind is going at a hundred. What about you when you're waiting for as a defensive player waiting for these people to come? What what do you what are you doing to stay focused? Yeah, I think the best thing uh, that I could probably give for advice for anyone else is like definitely be proactive. Proactive thinking is. Like, trying to solve things, put out fires before they even happen is mm. the best thing mm. you could do. Like, mm. you, you see it coming, and you're like, all right, well, reading the tendencies, the ball's on, the ball might be on this side, but I, I know the left winger, um, let's say he's left-footed. Uh, so I already know he's not going to want to cut in because he's not going to shoot with his left. 
He's really mm. going to try and stay wide and rather get the ball. So I don't have to worry about him as much. I can focus a little bit more on ball side. But it could be vice versa. You really got to know your opponents, know tendencies. And throughout the game, if you're not learning, uh, it's definitely going to be a hindrance. You have to learn throughout the game. The players are going to be doing different things, or you might not know something about this one player. So, And coaches make changes in the middle of the plays, middle of – there's no timeouts. It's just constantly being changed. Coaches change formations in the middle of the game. you got to be ready, whether it's your team or your opponent. So. I love that you mentioned that, especially with a proactive, like, mindset, because I don't know if you watched Last Dance, like, exactly what you were doing, showing us, like, how to predict things. That's, that's Dennis Rodman's mentality. If you saw him <laughs> predicting the rebound, he was yeah, like, the rebound, click there, there rebound, click there. Yeah. Exactly, but it goes along in any sport. So with that being said, you know, how did your mindset change when you transitioned from playing in high school to now playing at UConn, you know? How did that change? Yeah, when it was after high school, I was kind of, I knew where I was. I didn't think that I was, uh, to be honest, actually really anything special. I thought I was very athletic and I, I knew that I was definitely good enough to make it to college and play in college. I didn't know about anything after that, but I was just going to try and ride that wave as long as it lasted. And was I was still having fun with it. So I was like, yeah, this is really no issue right now. but leaving high school was definitely a big change like there was um, a lot that I hadn't even learned about the game of soccer because uh, I was just so athletic that I abused my athleticism in plays where I should have been using my mind how so crazy I was, is that it was just one of those things to where it's like I was definitely helping myself in the moment but it was a long-term injury because now I have to just do so much uh, more groundwork that I could have had had done prior but I mean, I'm not opposed to where I'm at now. It's just uh, that's just the way it led to. I was always being able to solve issues just with athleticism instead of being proactive. So I was like, no, this you just can't do that anymore. People are too good. They'll mm. no play work on that. Uh, watching just watching soccer, not really watching films, but just watching highlights Damn. on YouTube and like mm. goals and just trying to. Figure out how goals break down before the goal happens. So I'm just watching highlights, and I'm like, all right, where's the issue going to happen? Who's who's uh, not checking their shoulder? Who's the least focused? Because that guy will probably get beaten by the attacker who is the most focused. Like, you look at Ronaldo. He's he's a snake in the box. Like, he's, he'll just hang around, hang around, and then last second, he's in the exact spot where the ball is. It's not a coincidence. That's, that's just pure beauty. He, he's learned it. <laughs> just like, yeah. Beautiful to watch. Yeah. How crazy is that transition to high school to college? It's like so in depth, more than we think. We just go to college, like like you said, you're almost like, ah, I'll figure it out when I get there. But then you realize, like, oh, hold up, it's not about just skill now. It's about IQ and the importance of IQ. And like, oh, I gotta be here when during this. Like, how mind blowing was that to you? Was that a difficult process to to get to that point? Or um, it took some time, but it's like, yeah, how 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 many times are you gonna fail? And then you're just like, well, you, you got to start making changes if you want to improve. But I do, like, I do remember my first training at UConn. Ooh, one, of the, one of the worst days I've had in soccer. It was just things were moving faster than I could think. So everything, I always felt I was a step behind in, in, in just like that first training. And, and ever since then, I was like, all right, we got to just think quicker, do better, like be more proactive. But I just remember that the, the speed of play was just so much quicker than it was in high school. I wasn't ready for it. And uh, I wasn't accepting of the fact that I, I knew I wasn't good enough to play, but I was accepting that, like, I knew I had to get better. And it's like, yeah, if you want to play, you'll have to get better. How, how, how did you work towards that? Did you stay extra time? Did you just, like, you know, focus more? Or what, what was that? How, what did you do to get better, though? Because you got drafted, bro. Like, that's amazing. So you yeah, did I get am. better. You did get better. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Uh, I'd say I just found the found the right role model, found the right people to around model yourself. not necessarily my game after, but just my life around. And because mm. um, you are a representation of the five closest people around you. Ooh, yes, so, sir. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's common knowledge. That's yeah, that's that's common knowledge there. So it's so, like I I chose the two captains and like all the older guys that were uh, on the team when I was my freshman year. I was supposed to be living in like freshman dorms, but. I was with uh, one of the captains, Kwame Wu, a big friend of mine, even to this day. He was just someone 
had a good personality. We were just really cool. He was successful on the team. And I was like, yeah, this is someone who I should try and model myself after. He's a good person, does well in school, does, he's a good role model, the coach likes him and things like this. He's like, yeah, you want to be a leader? You want to be successful? Model your life after successful people in the same program. That's a great message, especially for young athletes too. Because like, if you notice, like, when we were, again, I'm going to go back to that documentary because it, it sticks out to any sport. Kobe Bryant, you know, he said, if it weren't for Michael, I wouldn't have those five championships. The fact that you would go up to the upperclassmen for advice, asking for questions, tips to, you know, change your craft and become a better player, that's why you're here now. So I think that's just a great yeah. message that you're sending. Nah. It, was, it was, yeah, it was just something that I felt. Uh, was the right thing to do. Not even that it was uh, like a task. I was like, yeah. They had great personalities as well. It's not like to get were, better, you had to do it. To get better, you had to do it, right? Yeah. And it, yeah. And like you, I want to get better. So it's not even like it feels like a task. It's like, wow, this is enjoyable. Because we, we would still enjoy ourselves. We'd go out on the weekends, have fun, do different things. We'd have a good time. It wasn't just soccer, 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 soccer every day of the week. It was just more or less like, yeah, you're coming out of high school and these people have three years in this program. You definitely have something to learn. So, how was it coming from a low high school? Because we were like basically mid to low high school, and we had yeah. a thousand people to graduation to go to UConn, baby, like a big, big school like that. What was that feeling when you walked the first day into campus? Like, oh my God, I'm here! <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. No, I remember when I pulled up. It was my freshman year. I didn't. I went in the in the summer, so I was there earlier. Then and before anyone was on campus, so like campus is, there's normally about twenty five thousand on campus, but now there's probably maybe one thousand to two thousand about between the athletes. So it's essentially a ghost town. There's not a lot of people. There. Just really athletes. Yeah, like during the summer, it's it's empty. And honestly, I can say that's when I enjoyed it the most. Mm. But uh, less distractions. Yeah, not even. It's just like really. It's, there's something, it's like aesthetically pleasing when there's no one really around. You can walk through it and it's just like eerily quiet and it's very peaceful at times, especially in the summer. In the summer nights, it's good weather. When other people are there, I don't mind it, but when it's campus, like it's packed. There's, there's just so many people. There's just, whenever you're going, classes are packed. You got two, 300 people in lectures. You're, cause you're doing all your freshman classes, your gen eds, you know, all the requirements. Like it's big lectures because there's 25,000 people on campus. And that's just how it is. But it wasn't, yeah. It's, it wasn't something that I was doing. I don't know. I didn't have any, I didn't know what like a really small school was like. So I was just like, this is college. It was kind of how it was portrayed on TV as well. Mm. Like this is, it just seemed kind of the standard. Yeah. So school, when you first, when you realize how different school is compared to high school, when was that? When did you open your mind? Like, oh man, I really got to put in work now, you know, because high school was, it was kind of a breeze, if anything, compared to college. Yeah, Where, as, as it should be, honestly. Yeah. It should be. It was, um, yeah, my freshman year, summer, honestly, my grades were, they were okay. I think I had gotten a, a C and a B. Uh, my coach was not a fan of that. Um, so he, he, had, he had talked to me. He was displeased. And I was like, oh, I Okay, I guess the C probably won't cut it. That's fair. I'll do better then. I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be disappointed. With me. I, I just knew I knew F's were failing and anything above is. Yeah, like, facts. You know, but I was like, fair enough. I, I see where you're coming from. But uh, yeah, classes classes were harder. You can't really just like hang around the first eighty percent of it and then just kind of show up to the final and yeah. uh, expect to do well. Like you can't expect to do well. Like, that's, <laughs> That's not gonna happen. I think we all like you, yeah like you you might do okay but you can't expect any sort of success but yeah you actually have to put in the work you actually have, but I think if you uh invest the time in and like show your professors that you care they'll actually take the time out to like show you that you caring matters so it's, it's, it's like a two-way street type of thing I've realized talking to you for this little bit of time even though this hasn't lasted long I could tell already the maturity in you you've grown I mean last time we talked was senior was your senior year of high school and after that, oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. that's like the last, last time Kosi used to walk. Kosi's like 6'4", right, Kosi? 6'4"? Yeah, 6'4", yeah. 6'4", and it's like, you know, it's Kosi. Like, what's up, Kosi? What's up, Ali? Like, we just talk like two seconds and like go the other way. So last time I really talked to Kosi was high school. And the fact that I could hear, you know, just maturity level and how much is going on. Nah, that's crazy. funny. I, I really only used to just say nonsense, like pretty much <laughs> of the time. I'm not going to lie. 
Mm-hmm. Now I actually try and give out some decent amount of knowledge so that people maybe learn some stuff. But yeah, I really, yeah, I could see how talking to me five years ago and then now is definitely <laughs> different. Difference. It'd be sad if I was the same person. Honestly. It so. really is. And, you know, a lot of people, yeah. some people do stay stagnant, though. You know, you can't, like, some people just don't find their niche. And yeah. hopefully. Eventually, you know. Yeah, eventually. It's just, I feel like life has taught us, that's the important part about sports. Going to Division One. It's not about Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. It's about playing college sports and the fact that like you need to get your stuff together because if one thing's not right, you don't make it out. And yeah. I feel like you could agree to that. It's just you know, it's just the very yeah. I think whenever you're going into college, you got to find wherever you're going to be happy. Like where, where, what is your happy place and where you can find that? Because a lot of a lot of people go to schools that they don't end up being happy, but they do it because it's for someone else, or maybe just because it seems like the right thing to do because of stigmas or stereotypes it's like yeah maybe i should but like now wherever you're going to be happy wherever you're going to put the smile on your face you should pull up and then go put the smile on your face have fun enjoy yourself that'll be the best thing for you did did you ever feel like giving up in uconn any time did you ever say like wow like i can't do this anymore like i'm done or was it like you know failing is not an option here like even though it might suck i gotta push through um no i definitely never thought about giving up because it was there was times where I wasn't playing. Like my whole freshman year didn't play. Uh, actually, most of the time I was at UConn, I only played one year there. So the other three, I was essentially uh, sitting on the bench. So wow. most of the time I wasn't playing. But it was like, yeah, this is what I want to be doing. And I know that I'm, I know that I'm good enough to be playing. I definitely know that. I can sit mm-hmm. here and say that. But I know that I'm definitely good enough to be playing. Um, from at least my sophomore, junior, and senior. My freshman year, I wouldn't say that I was ready. And that's fine. But um, you're like, I know that I'm, I'm good enough to be playing and definitely never wanted to, to quit. It was just something that I wanted to do. And it was like, yeah, if it's not working out here, uh, then I have to go somewhere else where it will work out. But this isn't, this isn't the end of the road. I'm actually, I'll go somewhere else where uh, I'm wanted or where I can fit in the system or whatever the case may be. But just because, like, yeah, there's one pathway that's come to an end doesn't mean the whole thing has got to stop. Yeah. So men- mentally, oh, oh, you got it, you got it. No, yeah. mentally, how was that being on the ba- being not playing in the beginning yeah. until senior year? How difficult was that mentally wise? Because mm-hmm. you know, as an athlete, you always want to be out there. You think you could change the world, and especially when you go to college and you realize, like, oh, duh, wait a minute, there's a whole bunch of guys like me, even better. And you're like, oh, yeah. Man. It was good. I was like excited to see uh, the players that were just coming in, and I liked UConn because there was uh, we had so many foreign players. So, like, it was players mm. from all over the world. So, I was like, okay, I can really uh, play with the best of the best. Because when I, when I first committed to UConn, they were ninth in the nation. It was in 20, late 2014. It was, like, when I was going. Right when I was about to go in, they were ranked ninth in the, in the country. So I was like, yeah, we're going to have some high-quality players. Like, I can model my game after these guys, learn, get better. It's, uh, it's a good program. It's top nine. It's got to be some type of a good program. And it was like I had heard good enough things. It was close. But I also didn't have many other options. Uh, coming out of high school, I had UConn, and then, like, I was talking to, you know, like, Oneonta and, like, Flatfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. like, two, like, small D3 schools. And wow. so I had went to UConn on a limb, like, no scholarship money, no athletic scholarship money at all, uh, just going there to try and make a dream, like, just come true. And I was like, this is one of the closest locations. Um, they don't know really anything about me. I went to an ID camp. Uh, over like a summer just uh, I was like okay this is a college ID camp maybe some teams will see me UConn will see me there's a couple other like Siena a few deep like smaller D1 schools but I went and I was like I have to do something and then they saw me there and then they're like yeah you can come like we're essentially just offering you a roster spot type of thing so Mm -hmm. they offered me the roster spot but I wasn't guaranteed any any money athletically I had some uh, academic aid they were fairly gracious with that but it was a whole thing that you kind of had to learn but I was excited to see all the new different changes and things that were going to be coming because I didn't I mean my whole life was just kind of Deer Park that little small yeah true yeah that's 15 or so years so it was like everything's about to change I'm meeting people from all over the world I was gonna say like like, what was what was going through your mind not in your mind but actually your parents like what were they thinking because like you kind of took a gamble you know being the fact that you didn't get scholarship money you know, it wasn't guaranteed, like, you would get the spot or whatever, but nevertheless, you still push yourself. I mean, 
before that all happened, like, what were your parents telling you through that process? Um, they never really told me too much in terms of the path that I should take. They, I guess they kind of just overlooked it and were oversee it every day, see how I was and, uh, like, kind of just my moral compass, like, what drives me, like, where am I spending a lot of most of my time? And they just believed it was soccer. They, I mean, I was always doing soccer. I was never really out partying. I didn't really care to. I was like, I'm either going to play soccer or hang in the crib and play FIFA. It's going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I'm going to go play soccer virtually and hope that I'm in the game or create my player yeah. in the game. And then, <laughs> outside of that, I'm not really doing much. That's but they just kind of, like, my mom love her to death. She doesn't really even know much about the game. And she'll, she'll say that herself, but she's, she knows when goals happen. Um, and she knows good and bad occasionally, like if I mess up or someone messes up, she's like, that's not going to be it. But outside of that, they just, they just really support me. And from a distance at times when I get a little angry and I don't want them at games or how I used to be. <laughs> I was just mm-hmm. like, ah. But yeah, they were just really supportive and they knew that it was something that actually made me happy because not other things, not many other things did. I didn't have a, a lot of other things at the time that I was doing. Uh, you can only really do so much with your time and the other six hours of the day is school. You got to sleep for six to eight hours. It's like, eh, well, I'll just play soccer for X amount of time and enjoy it. So they were just very supportive. That's that's one thing I'd say about Deer Park and the fact is like, you know, you kind of grow up with the same people and they're cool and it's a great time. But Deer, I mean, we don't really get taught the recruiting process. We just play the sport like for what we love it. And then we realize like, oh wait, there's college and who, what colleges go, what's not. So we should have gotten recruited. And we had no clue. That's the same thing that happened to me, Coast. It's like senior year, I was like, oh, I gotta go to camps. And I'm going to camps and hoping someone will see me. And it's like, that's crazy you say that. And what did you do in all that? How did that, how did that how, what mindset do you have coming in? Like, hey, this is my last shot, or this is I'm gonna give it my all, and if it fails, what do you? What were you? In, what was going on through your mind during that time? Yeah, it was never like okay, if this fails, I don't know what I'm gonna do. If it, it was more of like okay, if this fails, it's like all right, well, that wasn't meant to work out. Uh, something else will though. I don't. I just keep yeah. telling myself something. You're a positive something guy. Positive. Positive. Yeah, it's just um, it's like some, something will work out. It might not be the best of situations. I don't even, I'm not even thinking that I'm, I'm too positive. I like to think realistically. Like something will work out. There's mm. enough teams in this world, there's enough colleges in America that I will find one that I can play at. And then after that, I'll be the best damn player that I could be for that X amount <laughs> of time. Yes, and then there's yes, another sir. team somewhere in the world that yes, will sir. like me for what I do. No matter how good or bad I do it, they'll be like, eh, he's good enough. <laughs> and then I'll keep on going there. So it's like I it's, love it, Coach. Awesome. Love it. That's amazing. Like coach. Something, something's gonna work out. It's just like it might not be the best thing. You you might not get that million dollar deal on your first contract. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, but can you get something? Like, and then work from there. Work how'd, from there. How did you stay healthy throughout those four years in college? How, did you suffer any injuries at all? Because a lot of people get hurt. I mean, not personally, me. Look at me. I got. Had a heart attack, you know. It's like something. Word, word. You know, it's just yeah, it's just things in life that just pop up. Did you ever get injured or get sidetracked any way, or you were blessed enough not to get hurt at all? Um, I was like a combo of the both. I guess a little bit blessed enough to stay healthy, but at the same time also trying to keep myself healthy with um, just taking me about. You call me had some really good nutritionists and a very very good uh, strength conditioning coach Chris West I have to give him a shout out because he made sure that we were on like we had everything we needed and then some like mm. we were getting extra of a lot of things that were great for us like making sure we're getting all the right proteins the right vitamins and all in the right amount of supplements not too much not too little like they're making sure and he's doing all the hefty work he's just sitting here telling you just eat this mm. or take this pill or uh, take these vitamins in the morning and then take this or leave like it's really clear cut. So it's like, if you don't follow it, it you almost just don't want to help yourself. Mm. So like if the work was already done for me, I have to, I, I have to help myself. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to be good. I'm he's like, oh, okay, you've done the science. You're saying this is going to help me. I trust you because you want to help us win. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I have to help us. Along with that. I mean, how were you able to like work very hard in soccer and also manage time and academics? Because that could be, it's a difficulty for some uh, athletes. 
So what's your thought on that? Yeah, I think one of the, you got to find uh, a schedule. Wow. Just like find a, a very good schedule that works for your mm. yeah your time your days yeah and uh make sure it's not just like a leisurely schedule to where you're including naps or things to where you can slack off like hold yourself accountable on the schedule and when you have it based out you're like okay you'll do homework on these days uh you'll do workouts here you'll eat these times and make it very detailed because you'll probably slack off a bit here and there but the more detailed it is the less slack that there'll be if you know I'm kind of so when did you get to that coast because I know maybe in the beginning you might have not been like that when did that <laughs> be yeah, I mean... <laughs> because I'll be honest that senior year coast <laughs> was it doing these details hey wow. I'm 35 <laughs> I'll make sure to take my wow. vitamins you know <laughs> not a chance bro not a chance where did that click um... man like when did it hit you like okay I gotta do I gotta start being detailed <laughs> I mean, the unfortunate <laughs> thing is, it didn't even click until probably after college. Like, oh, I was like, okay, I really got to get a schedule going. Like, to where I got, like, a fully based schedule of, like, how my eating habits, the exact proteins I eat, a well-balanced meal, so I have all my, like, vegetables and fish oils, and, like, I'm out here taking omega-3s and B12s, like, actually doing research on what I'm putting in my body. When I was freshman year, sophomore year, I was just walking you walk into the dining hall because that's what you can afford <laughs> and yeah. uh and yeah I, when i was in we had mcmahon is like you do the mcmahon lap you probably walk around don't like much and then you do the lap again and start making sacrifices of just like okay i guess i can eat this so the schedule didn't really kick in until i was probably like 21 so yeah 21 22 so the first two years wasn't necessarily the most efficient but uh like i said you just keep going and then you just keep going. <laughs> how is how is the cafeteria for you guys? Was it like is it a good one, respectable one? Because I could be honest, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, let me not. Let's hear there. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear UConn. Let's hear. Nah, UConn was it was the cafeteria food was good. The thing is, there was, I believe, I could be wrong. I've been out of the loop for a minute, but I think there was either eight or nine dining halls on campus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I assume you were going to say that you had like one and it was not very good at all. We had like, I think we have two, two in total. Okay. Two. So, okay. Yeah. We had, yeah, we had eight different ones specialized for different things. But when I transferred and went to Seattle university, they only had one dining hall. It was tiny. It was very, big. it was a 6,000, 7,000 people. Okay. Cool. Talk about that. You so did was, transfer, yeah. correct? I was about to say. Yeah, absolutely. I did four years at UConn, but I redshirted my freshman year, so I didn't uh, play uh -huh. that year. And thank God I did, because hindsight, it would have been, I wouldn't be probably sitting here if I did. My fourth year at UConn would have been my last year, and I wasn't playing then. So getting drafted would have been very tough. That's so, yeah, after my Yeah, after my senior year, I then transferred to Seattle, where most of the success was probably sprouted from. So, Talk to me. When you got to Seattle, the difference, the atmosphere, how much you've matured. Like, think about, okay, my question is, think about your senior high school going into UConn, your mentality. Now, basically, being a senior and going to Seattle, what was the two mindsets? What was, like, the difference of that mindset when you go to Seattle? Yeah, so graduating high school, going to UConn, I definitely was not very knowledgeable, and I knew I wasn't, and I was just going to go in and see kind of what happened and see what everything was like because I didn't know anything of what it really was people kind of tell you but you don't know until you're actually in it and then Fact. probably around junior year at UConn there was different ups down turns and everything but I say maybe junior junior was when I first started playing and I started to play every game and I was one of my my only really good season honestly uh, after that but then my senior year I wasn't playing and uh, I was told that I was supposed to so then that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. But I was like, yeah, I have to leave. I only have one year left. And I know I'm not going to play at this point. So I'd have to go somewhere else. Mm. So then leaving after my senior year, I was just, that's when I did most of my mental health, uh, just self-help growth. Anything that I thought that I should be doing to make myself successful, I just started doing. Like scratched most of uh, the natural kind of niche that I was in and just broke into a whole new like schedule so this past summer that just happened was when i did most of that and then i went to seattle in july 
mental health is such an important thing. How, what would you say? Like, what, what did you focus on? Because I know for me, after, after what happened, you know, the accident I had, it was very hard to get back to who I was. You know, it was mental health is a really, really big thing. And I feel like it's, it's not shown enough light on it. What did you do to gain mental health, get stronger, and really focus on that? Yeah, I think uh, I just started really focusing on it's important, right? Getting yeah, getting down to what I thought genuinely made me happy, even outside of soccer. Like, well, like what would I could do in my daily life that would involve also getting active and doing like what's good for my success, like work out, get this done, and then like what else can I do during the day that's just good for me? And because mm. uh, I had moved, I moved out of Deer Park, and my parents moved into uh, Bohemia into an apartment so I was even out of the loop like I was just really on my own so I was at UConn and then I just went to Bohemia so I'm not even in town with my friends don't have a car I don't have a license don't drive so I'm just out there on my own parents work for uh, a little bit out of the day but I'm, I'm there during the day I don't have a job so they're working so I'm just really doing my own thing like when it really comes down to it I'm on my own most of the day so it's just like yeah learning a lot about myself I want to I want to add to that just finding your identity. I think you found like, you know, I mean, I feel like the same with me in the sense of after everything that happened, I found my identity and the reason I made this podcast was because of that. Was because, you know, I had to basically retire from baseball and I wanted to be able to share stories that a lot of people want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Like imagine yeah. you junior year hearing yourself talk like this, what difference wouldn't have that made? Your junior year high school, listen to yourself, someone like yourself speak about that I bet you would have kind of clicked in your head like oh man maybe I should prepare a little better and you know it's just I think that's just huge and something I admire and I I, I commend you for that growth so it's huge yeah. man that's huge it's just people don't realize how important that is especially coming from a small neighborhood like we do I guess mm -hmm. you know so talk to me about getting drafted baby that feeling look at you now man oh man <laughs> oh man <laughs> gotta tell that us feeling. You gotta tell us the whole it story. Was, um, all right, well, so, all right, what, what do you want specifically? So I, can I mean, what were your thoughts when you got that call that you know you had a professional team in the in Dallas FC, you know, interested in you and drafting you? What was yeah. your thoughts? Um, all right, so I'll so draft day comes around. I'm in Seattle in my apartment. Um, we're in my house with the rest of my teammates that all live with me. And draft starts at 12 Eastern on West Coast, so it's 9, 9 a.m. I'm up probably 8, trying to act normal. Like, oh, my God, I'm excited, man. On some cool vibes. On some cool vibes. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, I'm, like I'm chilling. Like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm cool. But I'm also <laughs> very well aware that uh, a decision will be made today that's going to change my life, and it's not mine. Mm. So like I'm gonna go live in a, a random city somewhere in America, maybe random, unless I went to New York and then you know like but I'm gonna go to a random city. Yeah. I've only been to a few and that is gonna be where I'm at now. So it's like hmm, let's see what happens. Just, just not really <laughs> nervous, but it's like it's, I mean, I don't know, I could come anywhere. I'm like, this is exciting. People are like, yo, you excited? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm super, <laughs> super excited. Like oh, man. In the country. I'm totally excited. Like, like, oh, like sweating. Like, you can see, like, drips. Like, you're not nervous, but it's just yeah. like, oh, my <laughs> God. Pour, drenched, drenched in sweat, head to tongue. Like, I'm not nervous at all. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you were dreaming yeah. about this. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so I'm chilling. Yeah, just, I, I went to the, the dining hall, got breakfast, came back, uh, just sat around. I remember I had gotten a text from my coach. Um, FC Dallas was trying to get like my five ten five times, like my I guess quick sprints, and then something else, like maybe thirty yard dash or four yard dash. And then texted my coach back. I was like, "Yeah, I don't, like we don't. I, I don't have these times right now. Like, am I supposed to go run this play? <laughs> <laughs> the draft is actually in about twenty five minutes. Like, crazy. That's I don't want to tell him no, but it's like, yeah. I'm really, I'm not even warmed up. <laughs> I'm like, hold like, up. But you're like, hold on, wait a minute. If I got to do I got to do, I'll do it. <laughs> this is the only offer. I was like, all right, I'll 
<laughs> that's huge. So they, they, I had to tell them, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't have the times. Like, I'm sorry. And then, but that was all I had heard from FC Dallas up until like the draft. I hadn't heard anything from them. Most of my uh, looks were probably from Atlanta or Minnesota. That's what my agent had told me that they were the two interested, like for, and Minnesota had the 17th and I think Atlanta had the 23rd. So, and I had talked to the Minnesota coach and he told me, this was like two days before the draft. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you're going to get drafted, blah, blah, blah. So this, but up until then, I didn't really think I was going to get drafted until you're on the phone with the head coach of a team that says you're going to get drafted by either me or someone. So it's like, okay, I can relax a little bit now. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely good. Um, so yeah, draft day is here. I'm sitting around. I'm live streaming it because they didn't yeah. have the draft in person this year. So I'm live streaming it. Oh. And I have it on my TV just, just sitting in my room. We're waiting. The, the numbers are going. They're probably, they get to like 10. I'm like, okay. And they got to 12. And then at, at 12, it's like, all right. They just announced the pick. I was like, okay, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. They got like another minute 40 for like while this team's on the clock. I run to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. And they're like, yo, your, your phone's ringing. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I run back, answer the phone. I'm like, hello? And then all I just hear is, uh, is like, congratulations. And I was like, I look at the screen and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, this isn't even funny. I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like don't mess with me. I was like, yo, like, come on, like, I'm actually watching. You can't even catch me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm tuned in. And so I'm like, um, I'm what? just silent. That was about it. I was just like, um, that was it. What? That's all I said. And Did they have cameras like, around you? Like in the house? No, like no. For other they only, so for the, the draft, they have, uh, generation Adidas and then like senior contracted players. So the Generation Adidas uh -huh. is any player who's freshman, uh, sophomore, junior who gets drafted, and then you get like a guaranteed contract uh, from Adidas for like two to three years, I believe. And wow. then a senior contract is like the most exceptional seniors. They probably pick about one to four every year, and they get wow. like a guaranteed contract. But outside of that, everyone else, you get drafted. It's just like a trial. So then you have to like earn the contract. It's different from like uh, NFL or NBA. I assume it's, I don't know how baseball works. NBA, yeah, NBA. I would say it's like it's not, what you're explaining. It sounds like a ten day contract. You know what I mean? Like you got that ten days. You got to prove that you would get that full contract, basically. Yeah. So yeah. So like, but in my terms, if I was like, if you look at it in perspective, I was a 14th draft pick in the NBA. That's like that's just yeah. Like you're you're chilling. You're on the team. You're contracted. Like there, you're a big mm -hmm. guy. Like you're a big okay. deal for the team. Uh, in in soccer, it's just way in MLS. It's just way different in terms of just how the draft works because it's like yeah, you still have to come to camp and like prove yourself, and it's just a whole different vibe. But yeah, I'm muted on the phone right now. Just don't know what to say to him. Just uh, I was like, um, and he's like, yeah, I'm head coach of FC Dallas. We just drafted you with the 14th pick. I was like, oh, okay, this makes perfect sense. I was like, oh, I'm behind on the stream. I am sorry. I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, I apologize. I was like, thank you. Uh, my stream says 12. Uh, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, thank you. I was like, really, thank you. This is nice to hear from you. I was like, yeah, you're my new favorite person. This is nice. Oh, my God. That's incredible. And, did you yeah. run? Did you scream? Did you like, jump? What was go What was your feelings? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> just it was like, all right, all of what you've been working for just like, paid off. Wow. It was not a waste. Like, just it's paid not even off. That it paid off. It's like it, it just wasn't a waste. Like, you still had a little yeah. bit to do. Like, you still got to go get the contract. But it's like, yeah, it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Actually, it's like you can you can now focus on the next task. But it was like this is definitely a reassuring feeling to to be drafted, it was like, wow, this is, this is nice. Cause I was at UConn four years, played one and I had to transfer because I wasn't playing. So That's where amazing. it's like, I'm now starting every game at this one team. We went undefeated uh, in conference play, won the league, only tied one game instead of uh, we didn't lose. And then we lost in penalties to Stanford. But like we, I've won more awards than I, in this one school that I did in the three years I was at UConn. And it was like one defensive player of the year, one, I was in first team all region for uh, Washington Coast. So I'm like, yeah, this, is, this, is, this is incredible. I'm like, yeah, this is actually incredible. Like, I'm, this is just incredible. And then to finally actually get drafted, I'm like, yeah, this is just best, best it could be. And then, so yeah. You ended up graduating with a degree, correct, too? You ended up graduating. Yeah, I graduated at UConn before I transferred. 
So did you end up finishing your master's at uh, Seattle or is that just? That's kind of up in the air. It was something uh, I wanted to do psychology. Mm. And I wanted to do culinary. And mm. I wanted to do then couples and family therapy. I couldn't mm. get into any three of those, any three of those. Really? So, yeah. And then they just put me into nonprofit leadership. I didn't really want to do that. But it was like, yeah, this is, it was the best situation for them. To, to put me in it. Uh, it was probably the easiest that I could get in without there being any type of hassle. But So I was essentially kind of doing an education that I wasn't fully invested in, but I still had to take the classes while I was there. Mm. That's what you got to do if you're being in an NCAA athlete. You have to take the courses if you're going to be playing, whether you're undergrad or grad, you got to take of course. the courses. Of course. So it's something I don't know if I'll necessarily finish it, um, but it's up in the air. Like I have the, the first quarter of it done, the first, you know, third of it if I did want to go back. but. Yeah, I had my undergrad from UConn. So right now you have basically a ten day contract, or did you get the the? Oh no, I signed. Contract? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I signed in February. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I've been. Oh, yeah, I'm chilling now. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm good to go now. Because yeah, yeah, we didn't know because with the whole quarantine, you know, situation, we didn't know yeah, if you yeah, still yeah. had to train or not. Like how that was working. And actually, to talk about that now, like, what is what does the team have you do right now? It's like uh, we've they, been but, doing. The MLS uh, releases like kind of week per week limits that you can do during training. So, but it's also based on state and your governmental rules. Mm. So right now we're allowed to train um, four players to a field and you get, each player has their own quadrant. So like you're in your quad, it's an individual training, but the coach can stand in the middle. Uh, he's got, he has a mask and gloves on. It's like real deal. Like there's no games played and like he'll instruct you, but it's individual training and you're just on the field with your teammates. But, you don't go in their sections like it's they're keeping it very close knit but this is more than a lot of teams some teams in uh haven't even gotten started yet mm-hmm. and it, so it's definitely a benefit for us that it's not too serious out here because then we can kind of get the upper hand on getting back to training getting back into the groove of things but it's rough for rough something i was gonna say i don't think like the only other leagues that i've seen was like the Ger- german league bundesliga i've only seen that one and i don't think i've seen barclays like Train no, they're. I think they're going to be on June seventeenth. They're going to okay. get back into games. I think they're finally going. Just with no but, fans. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. There's yeah. going to be probably no fans for the rest of the year. I think for yeah. a lot of places, it's going to be like that. But your first year, that's, like that's, that, man, how crazy! Like where, your first year, it's, it's a story to tell. It's a story to tell. Your first year, like yeah, I played with no fans. My first year. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like yeah, it was just nothing. They just suspended the season for like four or three months. We played two games, suspended the season, and now we're trying to get back into it. And it's like, yeah, this is this is rookie season. <laughs> thoughts when that happened? Like you just you just played a game, you come off, seasons can uh seasons canceled basically. Like pack your stuff up and go. It was there was rumors of it like kind of happening, uh, and they were there was definitely talks. Like we were in training, and then uh, we had like a group huddle at the end, and I remember them mentioning because the virus is actually getting really bad uh, at this point. And they were really starting to think about even just the amount of interactions that we have uh, are probably too much, like locker room and everything. So like the MLS suspended and was like, all right, no lock. So we just came in one day and they're like, yeah, today's gonna be uh, the last training. We knew a little bit of it, but then that day that it happened, it's like, yeah, today is the last day. You can't be coming back in the locker room, um, like at all. But then they had to like start making the rules more strict and like clear cut, because a lot of people, not even trying to bend them. They just didn't know the rules. They were just like, and they're like, no, like no contact whatsoever. So it's definitely just been a constant change of trying to grasp the different things. But it's, that's what it's going to be. Honestly. So talk to me about you sign, you're ready to go. You show up to Dallas and you're there first day of practice. What is that feeling like you're officially a pro? Like, talk to me, bro. Like, oh my God, that's like a dream come true. Or it was. Well, so it was like, so I went, I was in training camp for, I think it was maybe like 23 days and then I signed. So I trained, like trained with the team, played a couple games in preseason. And, and then on February 14th, uh, like I signed. So like I was already around the guys. I'm in the locker room. I have like a temporary locker, temporary clothes, everything. Like this is all just like uh, formalities before you can actually really get into the real thing. But I have my little stuff, but I'm training. I, I'm keeping a, a log of all my trainings each day 
until I either look at Kosi, man, got his shit together. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Either until I sign or until I get cut, until something happens. But I'm keeping daily logs of just of what happened. We're doing two days, so I would just do day one, uh, training one, and just keep all the logs I can. Just know what I'm doing, knowing what I'm learning from, writing down my mistakes, what to learn from the next day, blah, blah, blah. And when I remember when the coach had finally told me, it was interesting because I was really pissed off that night, uh, funny enough anyway. But it was sort of like halfway through the end of preseason, right before we went to Florida. But we're in San Antonio. We just played a game. And I, I came in for like the last maybe 10 or so minutes played a little bit and then we had like a game afterwards and I was just disappointed with it. it's not really how I played just how the game went uh it was you know how it is what is what it is and then we get back we're eating dinner I'm just chilling doing my own thing and he's like yeah can I like, can I talk to you I was like yeah sure so then he calls me over he just starts asking me he's like yeah how you doing like blah, blah. I was like yeah, I'm doing well he's like okay but yeah we've been uh kind of like the game went well tonight, blah, 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 blah. Have you been just asking me what I thought on like the players that were, were playing, like in my position, like just or was I taking notes, was I watching uh, closely, stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, always, like I got to do things properly. Um, and then he just started asking me some questions about myself. And I was like, this is, this is interesting. I'm not opposed. I'm definitely up for a conversation. But this is interesting. Everyone, everyone's gone by now at this point. Uh, <laughs> just like me, him and like rest of the staff, that's kind of just chilling. But I was like, okay, I guess so. So we're still chatting it up. And then he's like, yeah, I talked to uh, the front office. And then they told me that, like, we, uh, they're going to start making some more serious talks with you and your agent, but they wanted to offer you, uh, like, like, a contract. And I was like, wow, that's nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. Crazy. And that was, that was, like, the the best moment. Better than getting drafted, getting drafted better than pulling up to training camps better than any of it was when he sat me down and was like it was probably even like signing it was even beautiful but there was something about when he first told me where it was like yeah just hit you you're you're yeah it's like this is this is what you used to be doing now you're gonna stop doing that and start doing this because it's a lot better for you I'll gladly start doing this. Dude. You're like uh, you're like. Let me think about it, but I'll respond right now. That's a go. That's a go, sir. Yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, please, yes, please, thank you. So, yeah, Sign me it up. was just like, it was just like, wow, man. Wow. And think about it. You're in, you're on FIFA now. You're gonna be a player on FIFA. Yeah, I'm I'm actually in the game. That's the pretty close. <laughs> like you in the in game. The game. Oh, like yeah. EA, bro. I am in the game. Have you oh. used? Your, have you used your player? Like, yeah, he's oh, he's decent. Like, he's okay. That is like, amazing, yo, man. You're gonna sit here and tell me if you're if you're in a video game, dreaming your whole life that what? you wanna, that you've been playing of this game. You're not gonna what? log in and see if you're in the game, and then when you're <laughs> in the game, you're not gonna load up a game and play. <laughs> Put yourself against Ronaldo, Messi. <laughs> like I was like, let me see if I'm actually in the game. Pulled up. I was actually in it. I was like, let me see my game face. That's really what's going to How was the face fun. game? Decent. It was okay. <laughs> it, was right. it was good. It wasn't good. Sometimes they botch it. Yeah, they botch it. The thing is, it wasn't good, but like I've seen worse. I've definitely seen yeah. worse. Yeah. People used to I just looked. It. They had me looking a little... A little forty-ish. That was the only issue. I was, I was looking a little old, but outside of that, I was like, "Hey, I'm in the game, though." So they had the yellow hair. They had the 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 blonde hair. No, ah, it was looking. It was looking grayish. It was looking like a oh, gray. Man. I was hoping they would have had a purple. Or something. That's what I'm saying. I was looking old. They didn't even have the right hair, but it was okay. We're still in the game. Don't You're in the game, man. They're learning. Yeah, they're learning. Uh, they're learning. They don't, they don't know. Enough. What's your overall? What do they got you? Sixty-three. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but you're playing with him. He's a starter. He's a starter. He's a starter in the game. Listen, all you got to do is put game like, sliders. <laughs> nah, people, 63 is okay. Like, people are like 40s and 45s. That's as low as oh. It's the pace. Yeah. That's why the pace is like big. It's just game. like, yeah, it's just like, ah. But like, it's crazy. I'm a 63, and Matthew's like a 94, and I don't even know if I should be that close to him, honestly. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's like, okay, yeah, you never know. That's another question. Who's like the the top player that you you want to play against MLS that you looked up to maybe throughout your career throughout time that you're gonna be like oh my god I just been playing can with I add, I don't can I add, 
I want to say, well, along with that question, you know, you get to do tours with your club. I, I always see like, you know, like PSG will come play an MLS team or Manchester United. Yeah. How would you feel about that? And exactly who would you want to play against? Um, Look at his smile. He's hyped. He's hyped. <laughs> I'm going to answer it in like two, because there's a player that I wanted to play against, but he's no longer in the league. That was Ibrahimovic. Uh, he like, just recently left because he's like strong as he can in the MLS. He was killing it. Yeah. He was oh like, he's, he's six five, probably about the same weight as me. He's, but he, yeah, he's, very uh, athletic and like acrobatic. So I'm like, I'm really trying to see how good he is. And because he is very good. I want to see how strong he is. I'm like really trying to be up against the best. Outside of him, I don't know. We, play, we played uh, LAFC in preseason. And Carlos Vela, who is MVP. Was oh, like, he's killing it. He's yeah, killing he, was, it. he wasn't even going. It was preseason. He was just kind of feeling <laughs> it out. And he was looking pretty sharp. And so I was like, he's. He's another good one. If one team could probably come, uh, we could play like a, a tour of a team, it'd probably be, I don't know. I want to say Manchester City because they're my favorite team. But mm. at the same time, I don't know. If I could, if we played Juventus, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll guard Ronaldo. I don't know what would happen. I mean, most <laughs> of what happen. But it's like, yeah. But you have the height, so I, I could see it happening. Like you could lock him but up. Who, know, who knows? Yeah, like, who know. knows? I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Maybe if he comes when he's like 40, then I got him. <laughs> that is like, that is like an old but Michael right now, Jordan, basically. Yeah, it's like the Wizards so, Jordan. Wizards I Jordan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's dope? Like, that, that's, the, that's the dope part about this podcast is years from now, you know, hopefully you go off or you look back at this, you're like, yo, I remember what I was saying during that time. And like, <laughs> like that's just awesome, bro. That's dope. Hold on, let me ask you one thing. Was that moment bigger than meeting Kobe Bryant or what? Ooh. When How I when I well when my coach told me that I was uh, gonna sign, yeah, was that moment bigger than meeting Kobe Bryant? Like, was it up there? Is it up there as like the top things in your life? Like, it's, I don't know it's if you want to compare, but but I'm saying the feelings is up there. Like, cause I mean, meeting Kobe was nah, yeah, meeting meeting Kobe was just uh, it was like it was like I don't know, is this happening? <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> like wait <laughs> i'm really here right now like what <laughs> yeah, this is really and then we were just casually chatting about soccer i was actually talking about soccer i didn't really care to talk basketball i was like i've i've heard that uh and not like i've been doing a lot of research but you're pretty important um like i've heard <laughs> like just through the great grapevine i've heard you're a soccer fan um i was like you know who do you think about to win champions league this year for this was in late I think probably around early May, Champions League was at the end of May. We were just chatted up about soccer. But that was the day I met him. I, I met Magic Johnson the same day. So wow. that was a big day. Yeah, that was a big day. What was some advice yeah. they were giving you, like, when they were talking? Oh, my God, game. that's huge. You're talking oh. to goats. So I, we got to hear that. That's goat talk. We were, no, we were mostly really only talking about, uh, like, when Magic was there, they were most, Kobe was telling Magic. Uh, that they just got to chop up the Lakers. He's like, yeah, you're not really going to get a lot of wins with this team. You got to, you got to chop this up. Pretty much. He was just like, yeah. that, they were just talking about like Lakers stuff. And Magic was asking him about, uh, how do you like this guy on the team? In like, front of you? you in front of you? In front of you? Not like necessarily in front of you. Like, it was more or less like I happened to be there and like. They were just talking. Straight. Yeah. Because he was like this. I'm, I'm here right <laughs> now. I'm <laughs> two Lakers <laughs> legend. Like, that's crazy. I, like, I was like, okay. But no, Magic. Magic was, it was like, yeah, that's a big day. You meet Kobe Magic Johnson the same day. And then that's like a dream. you sign a contract, it's like. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would compare it. Yeah. It's, it's like a crazy it's story. Too crazy, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely up there. I mean, I remember when I met Jose Reyes and Carlos. I mean, Jose Reyes, is, I've known him. I know. When I, met, yeah. when, I, when I met Carlos Beltran, too, and they were both having these conversations, and I'm just sitting there, and they're like, Oh, this, this is my homie, Ali. And I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? I say, hey, what's up, Ali? Like, they continue their conversation. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it's like I'm just normal right Actually, here. Like, that's for you is probably surreal because that's baseball. That's yeah, baseball. Like, I'm at, I'm at Kobe in basketball. If, if I met one of my if I was, idols, yeah. like. I'm a huge basketball fan. So, if I was in that, oh, I would be like, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm here. Got you it. Have, oh, my God. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, and the thing is, I'm lucky enough to say, like, I am working with, like, basically one of my idols. You get what I'm saying? Like, I work out with Jose Reyes. That's and it's surreal. Like, That's surreal. And it's, like, a surreal moment, especially in the beginning when they were first working out with us. I was working out with them. 
we, I was just trying to keep up and I was doing my thing, but it was just like, they would have these conversations and these things. And I'm just like chilling in the background, like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, okay. They're like, Oh, they would talk about like when they went to trip to Miami, like, Oh, we played Miami. We did this. We went up against this pitcher and stuff like that. Like, Oh, I hit a, hit a triple off that guy. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like, like it's just a regular conversation. <laughs> it's like regular conversation. Like that's this. It's amazing. Uh, honestly. That's real. Just, yeah. It's, it's like, a wow, real moment. It's, it's real. It's real. It's like this is happening. You're like, no. One moment you do realize is at the end of the day, they're people. You get what I'm saying? Like these are a- yeah. actual people. Like no matter what, even though they're famous, they're gods basically in the athletic world. The eyes, yeah. They are real people. They still have the same feelings we do. They still have questions yeah. that you oh, think yeah. they would know. And it's like, Oh my God! That's... You notice Kobe Bryant? You know he'll just text people just to see how they're doing. For example, Sharif O'Neal would just be texting, you know, how are you doing? Or even the the highest paid uh, tennis player, just be like, you know, how how's your game going? Whatever. It doesn't even yeah. matter what sport you're in. He'll even talk to you about soccer. It's just surreal. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe's that man's versatile. He's friends with Messi. I believe probably uh, Ralph, Roger Federer uh, mm-hmm. was the tennis player you might be talking about. But yeah, Kobe. He was he was incredibly versatile. This is. Like, also building those those bonds with people and checking in on people is, like, great community. And that, that's really what leaders do. And he, he does it with ease, really. It's crazy. R.I.P., man, for real. Nah, it's insane. I mean, what would you – to end off, I mean, this amazing, amazing podcast. One more – before before you end it off, just one more question, you know. You're signed. Yeah. You're at FC Dallas. What's your goal now? Are you do you kind of want to follow the same path as as uh, Christian Pulisic? You know, try to be a star in MLS for the men's national team, maybe, and then try to go play overseas. You know, in the big leagues like Barclays Premier League. What's your goal with that? Yeah, I think I want to have like a certain set of accomplishments for for the team to where uh, I think once once the team's accomplishments get get handled, my accomplishments will then also get handled. Um, I think if I just easily put those first, uh, mine can also get done. I think if I put mine first, I could get sidetracked and I might not end up helping the team because if the team doesn't succeed, then I will not succeed. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm definitely just out here trying to help the team uh, in any way. But it's like, my goals after that, yeah, I'd love to be defender of the year one year. But I'd love it to be the same year that we win an MLS Cup where it's like, yeah, we were that dominant. Like, nobody was touching us. It doesn't even matter. Um, and then I definitely want to play – I want to try and play in one of the top five, like, leagues, Germany, Italy, France, uh, Spain, and England. One of those leagues, just to see if I can. Out of It's like, yeah, I've been doing it for this long. Well, how good are you type of mentality? It's like, let's see. Um, and then I just really want to travel with soccer and just have fun with it and just really go to – I wanted to – before I was getting drafted, before I thought I was going to get drafted, I was going to go try and play in Japan or Thailand. Wow. wow. Yeah, so it was. I was gonna go there. So yeah, I mean, really going to Texas wasn't the the craziest thing, honestly. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I was trying to get like I was trying to just go and uh, just get a lot of experience and play in a league that I would enjoy and just, and just have fun with it. But yeah, I definitely have some, some set of accomplishments that I want to get done here uh, before I leave. But I mean, hey, we're only a couple months in. We'll see what a couple years like. Nah, bro, with that mindset that you have already as a rookie and as humble as you're being, I mean, a lot of people in your position act like they're, they're, they're the guy. They feel like they're better than anybody and they change up on people. And I feel like you've always stayed true to yourself. If anything, you've found your niche. you found your identity. You stay with your core group and you don't change that, you know, and that's something I admire because personally – you know, coming up, you were the guy. You were like the guy, you know what I'm saying? You want to be like Nikosi. Nikosi's the one that just went to UConn. You want to follow that route. So definitely, definitely pave the way for us young guys from Deer Park. So my brother, I commend you for that. And I thank you for that, truly. And I'm at all, man. It's amazing. I didn't even know, honestly, until you told me now. I was just kind of doing me. But I'm glad that I could help those uh, that were coming up. Honestly, that's what yeah. some younger, older guys were doing for me anyway. So it's just a shame. Uh, of he ran track for a little bit, went crazy there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I ran track and ran off the track one time. Bro. <laughs> I ran off the track one time. That video hopefully does not leak, but I ran off the track. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was definitely a fun time. And Tab Nikosi from our town representing, bro. 
Yes, bro. Keep doing your thing. We're rooting for you, man. We're rooting for you. Hey, I hope we can have you on the show a year from now and you tell us how much you succeeded from there, man. Just keep on doing your thing. Hey, I'm all for it, bro. You got my number. Keep doing y'all thing. I'm glad that uh, I could do this. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. It definitely was a pleasure. It was a good time. It was a good it chat. Was. It was just, he was having some good yes. So, hey, thank you again, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thank you for watching. The final two. Thank you. Peace. Yes, sir.